a good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman. It is always with me today's Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS. This is awesome. A PlayStation podcast. And this is episode 263. And it's a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. So before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to this channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS. This is awesome. Or subscribe to the podcast on your preferred streaming platform wherever you're hearing this just subscribe share the link all that good stuff if you want to make fun of our trophy lists on the playstation network we are openly advertising our psns i am anchorless underscore 81 and mr jake peters is at jakesaw zero one if you want to request us as a friend make sure you indicate that you listen to the podcast as always you can write the show at ps this is awesome at gmail.com and most importantly don't forget to share the show with friends leave comments and rate this as you see fit. Get us in that algorithm. And as a final reminder, this is a video podcast. You can watch us on YouTube. Make sure you're tuned into that if you'd rather just see us talk about video games. I get it. You know, we're handsome gentlemen. You want to see our faces. It is what it is. Our burden to bear. But for new and or longtime listeners, we have a Patreon. Can actually support our show for $1 a month. It's cheap. It's very, very, very uh, cost efficient, probably for most people. You don't get a lot out of it. The tier's called the one and only $1 Club. I'm the greatest salesman ever. Here, just give us a dollar. We won't give you anything. It's not really that way because we do give you a free vinyl die cut sticker that says PS, this is awesome on there and it's shaped like your favorite controller. And uh, it's your way of. Telling the world that you like us and that uh, you listen to our show. And uh, it helps us. That dollar a month helps so much. And uh, we also give you a shout out on our show. If you want to do that, and sometimes you get early episodes on the Patreon feed. So you do do that sometimes. I just said do do. Patreon.com slash PS. This is awesome is where you find it. With that out of the way, Jacob, how are we doing today? I don't know. It, fine. It, good. I'm doing Jake today. I it was like sunny out, yeah. which was nice, but it was still pretty cold. Yeah. So I took the dogs for a walk, which was kind of nice. And I don't know, I had a lot of work to do today, so I didn't really get to do anything all that fun. But all in all, it was fine. Finally got the uh, Christmas decorations put away. Um. So that was neat. We usually leave them up until the end of January, and then we put them away. We're a couple weeks late this year, but oh well. Yeah. Doesn't hurt anything. So be it. You know? Cool. Very good. Very good. I just got back from an outing with some work friends. That's been nice. Uh, I usually don't do that kind of thing. I had an invite to a secret secret club, and we went and we uh, had a couple wine slushies. Um, I'm back. And, uh, yeah, um... Oh, I've got news, not the best news, but news. Uh, We did not get accepted into the Cyberpunk DLC. So this little version of Jackie stays with this guy. I get to keep him. Um, So I made a promise that uh, at the point, if if I got into the Cyberpunk video game with our track, with our music track, any active patrons would be put into a raffle and someone would get I was so sure in the back of my mind that we had a shot at this and I do think we had a shot but there were 8,000 submissions apparently between seven and 8,000 and uh, the way that I we've approached the song my lyrics are actually very difficult to understand because I'm screaming but they are cyberpunk 100% through and through cyberpunk lyrics so as a treat for the listeners 
as promised, the song will go on the end of the show today. So I told the listeners that we would make it available when we were allowed to. And uh, that's a little treat today. So you guys stay tuned through this entire show. Or just fast forward and make sure you listen to that song because it's badass. It starts off a little rough. The more I listen to it, the, the intro is a little rush feeling or rough. But you know what? By the time it's over, you're like, holy shit, that's actually pretty rad. I think we did a great job. You guys can leave comments in the show and let us know if you think it was a good attempt. I think it was a great attempt personally. But I'm open to all criticism. That's one thing I've learned to be open to is criticism being a musician. And uh, back in the day, you know, Jake, we had our CDs distributed by Sony and they were in stores. And we got a lot of criticism. Some great, some not so good, and some just terrible. You know, some mediocre. I'm okay with that. That's how you grow as an artist. So that will be on at the end. Uh, it's under the fake name, the pseudonym, um, Dead Maker. I believe, no, Dead Dead Taker. Dead Taker is the name of our fake band. And the song is called uh, I'm Not Your Good Time Brain Dance. So that will be on at the end of the show. So enjoy, listeners. My treat to you. Uh, but I concede we did not get it. I am curious to hear the winners of the of the contest, though. I'm curious to hear what is on Growl FM on the DLC, and I will have my own opinions whether I think they are earned or not, and we'll leave it at that. So we'll see. I wonder if they're going for a certain vibe. We don't know. They didn't really specify on the on the contest, so we went with like a refused heavy metal sound and. Uh, I don't know. We didn't hear anything, and then they posted the winners, and that was it. We weren't on there. So there you go, folks. The news is out. We didn't make it. But with that out of the way, Jake, how about we talk about some PlayStation games that we're playing? Why don't you take the lead here? Uh, Nothing new. I'm still playing through Mass Effect 3. I'm really ready to be done with it. Not because it's a bad game. Um, I just really want to play Hogwarts Legacy. So, and I cannot. Two, like, sort of larger RPG kind of games. Like, I can't, I can't dual wield those. I, if, if Hogwarts was like a, you know, like a, you know, a side scroller or something like that or a beat em up, I could probably do it. But the fact that they're both like kind of time sync. RPG esque kind of games, I, I it's impossible for me to do one or the other, right? Um, at the same time, I guess. Yeah, no. So I should be done with that hopefully in the next couple of days, and then hopefully, hopefully by the next podcast, I'll have something to say about Hogwarts, even if it's not a lot. Um, and then, oh, actually, that's it. That's all I've been playing. Fair so enough. Yeah, yeah, I haven't, yeah. I haven't played anything else. Well, speaking of... I downloaded some things, but I haven't played anything. Yeah. Did you buy Hogwarts? Um, I yeah. bought Hogwarts Legacy and Gran Turismo 7. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just for the, the PSVR 2, which comes out in... February 22nd. What, two weeks? Two weeks now? It's February week 22nd, whenever that is. So that would be Today's a week 12th. and a half. Today's from the eleventh. Yeah, recording is February eleventh. It is the yeah. we are at the precipice of a new era of VR, from what I understand. Pretty exciting, honestly. Sometimes you don't know if it's the hype train or if it's like legit. 
And we got a news story about that later. But um, yeah, like you, I, I, I have started Mass Effect Victory, Arms in the Air. I'm excited. I started it. And I sent you a message and I said, why are the characters all orange? And you're like, they look fine on my TV. You don't think that picture I sent of uh, whatever his name, what's the, what's the dude's name? Help me. Shepard. Shepard. You don't think he looks orange? I mean, they do in those pictures you sent me, but it doesn't look like that on my TV. That was a screen grab off the internet. That wasn't for my TV. That was like, this is what the characters look like. They don't look that orange on your TV? No. That's so weird, man. I sent you an image of Shepard, male Shepard, and then I sent a picture, an emoji of an orange, and they were the exact same color. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, man. He looks orange. Uh, That's my only criticism right now because I'm not very far into it. We'll do the Mass Effect spoiler cast very soon. Um, I also bought Gran Turismo 7. And I have a several VR games in my shopping cart because they are on sale up until the VR releases on the 22nd. Moss Book 2 is in the cart. The Switchback game, which is the uh, – oh, gosh. What are they called? What's the company I like so much that I don't necessarily get heat over, but it's it's a little bit of a hot take? Supermassive. Um mm. Is Supermassive that make the Man of Medan and stuff? Who makes who makes that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their their coaster game. Uh, uh, Switch VR, Switchback VR, I think is in there. I also have Song in the Smoke in there. And which one's that? That's the survival game that came out on regular VR, and it came out on uh, PC VR. But they've remade it for VR two, and it's and it's a, it's just a survival game. Where you, animals, it's almost like uh, Don't Starve, but in VR and it's 3D, 3D and you, you are the character. It looks fucking rad. Hmm. Um, I think it I think it has quite a big following on Steam. What's it called again? Song What's in the again? Smoke. And uh, that's in my cart. I'll tell you what is not in my cart. Horizon Call of the Wild. That's a full-on $60 game. Some of these other VR titles are a little cheaper. I don't have the cash for that. I don't know if it's a tech demo. It feels to me at this point that it's a tech demo. From the reviews and stuff that I've seen, a little bit of combat. Oh, you fight a watcher. It's amazing how big they are. I, it looks awesome. Don't. I'm not trying to be uh, diminutive about it. I, I just think that I'm not ready to pay $60 for something that I don't know how long it takes to get through. In something that I'm not sure if there's even a story in this. I don't think it's like a half like Alex situation where it's like, you know, a uh, 14 hour VR experience that you play a character and you're going through this long, crazy story. I think it's like, oh, here you can paint with paints. And it's like, oh, here you can have uh, an interaction with a watcher. Oh, you can be on this boat and watch the pterodactyls fly by. Oh, you can do this. I don't think there's much else to it. Like, that's all they've shown. They haven't shown any consistent thing going on. Like, any characters talking to one another or, like, they showed screen grabs. I'm not sure I know what Call of the Wild is. I think it's a VR experience in the world of Horizon, which sounds amazing. But, I mean, they definitely showed, like, some platforming when you're climbing stuff. I haven't seen all that. And you're, like, climbing ropes. Is there a story? I assume so. Mm. I, I have a hard time believing that this is just like a glorified tech demo. 
if it's like their flagship game for it. I it's probably more it's probably a lot more than that. Yeah. But I'm with you. I mean I need to wait until it comes out and see what people think of it before I buy it. Not because I don't want to support the unit or whatever, just because I need to be like sold on something like that. A lot of the stuff that I've liked to play on VR has been a little bit more of the smaller arcadey stuff. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to spend. Now, maybe this one will be different, but it's hard for me to spend a ton of time in VR. So I want to see what it looks like. The That song on the smoke game seems a little interesting. I don't know if it's something that I would necessarily pick up, but I guess it was a PS4 game, and they're remastering it for PS5, which is yeah. or PSVR 2. Yeah, it looks which good. Is cool. It looks really cool. Yeah, it looks just kind of like a survival-y kind of game. I think but that in VR, VR would be really... Uh, it, it would take it to a new level, a survival game in VR. Like, you'd have to, like, yeah. actually go search for shit and look for shit and, like, find shit and build campfires and, like, build, like, a hut and, like, sleep in it and, like, go seek your shelter in the rain and stuff. I think it would be fucking dope, dude, honestly. They should make a bug snacks VR. Oh, I'm surprised they didn't. Maybe they're working on one. I don't know. Well, let's let's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Enough enough about that shit. But yeah, um, we'll talk more about VR maybe in a little bit. Uh, how about we dive into quick feedback from listeners from our last episode? And uh, played by Ken Wrightson, he says, "Great thoughts on the VR game games, guys." I was having the same thought as Jake. Something like Rock Band or Rocksmith where you can play in front of an audience, big or small, would be amazing and fun. Maybe working your way up from pub gigs to stadium concerts, some sort of like simulator. I added the simulator part. He writes dot, dot, dot. And then Fred said Twisted Metal VR and I thought, fuck yes, I want that. Smiley face, laughing face, whatever. He said, great stuff again, guys. Thanks for another episode. You're welcome, played by Ken. Thanks for riding in. Yeah, Twisted Metal VR just sounds so makes so much sense to me in VR. I don't know. I don't know. But Rock Band shit would be awesome too. They do have a drum game. They have a game where you play drums. But unfortunately, if you're a real drummer, you're not going to find like a kick pedal peripheral. So instead of using your foot, foot two hand in your two hands like you would want to use, uh, you use Hand, kick, snare, and you're just doing it like this. So it's like rock band. So it's like rock band. So there is a game yeah. where you play drums like that, but you might as well just fucking be Beat Saber at that point. I don't know. But I want a kick pedal. I want a peripheral that's a kick pedal. It'd be cool if you could strap, get like a third VR Sense controller and like wrap it around your foot and just like move it like a kick drum. Dude, because I air drum with a kick pedal all the time, and it would be so cool to have that just. Mm play the fucking shit it'd be really cool anyways i don't know yeah thanks for writing in play by ken and then i wanted to cover uh we might have had another comment also uh if i'm missing it i apologize i tried to find it i think there might have been another one about our last episode not even gonna go there right now um because i don't remember what it was it was positive but like I mentioned, oh, it was about this. It was about the shorts, right? So, yeah, that's what it was. So somebody did write in and they said that the shorts are not like bombarding their their YouTube when we post those. So thank you for letting us know. And uh, just as a reminder, uh, we are posting shorts now on YouTube. I try to do them once a day. I haven't been super consistent with it, but 
I'll just find 15 second clips, you know, 60 second clips, up to 60 seconds of us just talking about shit. And just a quick recap on some of the responses I've gotten, um, just so the listeners can be brought into this. We've had a lot of responses to our shorts videos with comments on YouTube, uh, mainly from folks who may or may not be following the show. But people love the idea of the Punisher somehow appearing in the Wolverine game. So they liked that. That was from last episode. I did a little clip about that and how it's possible. And people knew exactly what I was talking about. People were writing, oh, yeah, when he fucking when Frank fucking blows Wolverine's face off or something. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Um, so people know that there is a tie-in with the Punisher with Wolverine. They have a story arc, and it would be cool. I don't know that Sony's going to purchase or acquire that. I, that, that They'd have to get the license probably to use the Punisher shit. I don't know if it would be worth it for a side character or what they've agreed to. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would be nice to see. And then people don't seem to forgive CD Projekt Red so easily. Uh, I quoted Jake on a short where he's just like, okay, so you fucking give us something or you don't give it to us. And then, uh, you know, and then people bitch and whine and then you give it to them. You give them something, you're going to give them anyways. And then you just win, win over the crowd and everybody forgives you. Um, and then my, my contention, my, my uh, rebuttal to that was that, you know what? I do forgive CD Projekt Red. I'm not going to forget it. But the audience says, fuck no. They screwed up Cyberpunk. We don't forgive them and we're not going to forget it for the most part. Someone was like ripped into Cyberpunk saying how the game was trash, the side missions weren't even relevant, and yada, yada, yada. They had a lot of opinions about it. I actually liked Cyberpunk 2077. But so there's that with the Cyberpunk uh, CD Projekt Red conversation. And additionally, a quick tack on about PlayStation State of Plays. This guy or this character or maybe this thing, person, whatever, J-1 writes in and they think um, it's on the people for setting expectations too high. It's not on Sony to temper expectations about the state of play. Jake, you had a suggestion many episodes back that they should advertise their state of plays as possibly like a bronze state of play or like a fucking, uh, you know, whatever, gold state of play or platinum state of play, depending on how uh, equivalent to get her excited, to have us temper our, and they're like, no, man, fuck that. It's on the players to, to temper expectations. Sony doesn't need to come out here and spoon feed us what they're going to tell us. Now, here's the other thing, I though. I mean, I think that they should, at the very least, <laughs> give you an idea of what the fuck they're going to talk about. Right. Like, if it's like, because, like, just straight up state of play can be anything from, like, here's five hole-in-the-wall indie games that 98% of er, players are probably not going to care that much about. Yeah. And the same exact headline can come up for State of Play, and it could be, like, them fucking announcing the next Last of Us game. Like, literally, it, both of those things yeah. are under the same banner. Yeah. So oh, we have, a new, we have a new game from Team Tecmo coming up. And then, like, the very next thing is like, oh, here's the first footage of Factions. And you're like, I'm okay. okay. <laughs> I'm okay with people getting excited whenever they hear State of Play. Mm, mm. But I agree with this person in saying that you need to understand what the State of Play is. Yeah. And you can have expectations but understand that it could be something completely different than what you think. Like, and you have to have a little context too. Like, right now, if they announce a state of play, which is, there's rumors that there's going to be some stuff coming up, like, you have to imagine it's going to be about VR. Like, it's got to be about VR. Fucking VR is coming out in like two weeks. 
So if they're going to release do a state of play either right around when the VR is coming out, it's probably going to be about VR. You know, if if there's the, the it's thing up is that to the audience to really just kind of piece the puzzle together. But I mean, I think what you're saying is true, and I think that is your stance, and that's always been your stance. But I think as an addendum to that stance, you were just saying. But it would be fucking nice if they would just let us know. Is this going to be all indies? Is this going to be all fucking like double A games? Is this triple? Is this the whole kit and caboodle? If this is going to be a fucking Marvel Spider Man two state of play, then fucking just tell us it's going to be fucking top tier, you know, Illuminati shit. Like, but they don't do it because they want the people to tune in. They want the visitors. They want and it the, works. the viewers. They yeah. they want people to build expectations so they all show up. And then even if they're like. Oh, well, halfway through, they're like, oh, they're only talking about indie games or whatever. Mm. Then they leave. Sony can still be like 10 million people tuned in to fucking State of Play. And who knows? Maybe one of those games is sold to you in, where you normally wouldn't be interested in a game. All like it takes is one. You, yeah, just one. one because hook. you didn't know, right? And uh, so, like, I do agree with what this J one saying yeah. about, um, I just think that the viewers at the same time, they need to, to me, it's one of those things where it's like, hope for the best, expect the worst. It's like always one of those that's, things. That's right? a mantra I like, live by dude. And there, there's, I, in fact, there's, I'll do you one better. Expect the worst, accept the best. <laughs> that's where I'm at in life, dude. hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think that it could be, uh, it could definitely be the, the 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 dialogue around it could be a little bit less toxic. Yeah, I think. fair enough. I appreciate that. Yeah, but but you said well, you agree with this person. Now I have a bone to pick with J one. There's some crazy grammatical errors in some of your comments, and some of it just seems fake. Some of it seems like it's a fucking robot. I think is this, is this, I, I'm calling fucking Pat GPT. Call Pat GPT's fucking writing into places. Yeah, I'm calling J one out. <laughs> I don't think you're real because we've Although, never heard from be you fair. before. We've never heard from you before. And I start posting these fucking shorts. You know, like I've been listening the whole t- since you guys started. I've been a listener since day one. I don't fucking buy it. I don't think you have been, but I love it if you have been. And uh, you need to prove yourself somehow. Uh, you know, you can't just write, I'm not a bot. Like, you got to, like, I don't know. You got to prove it. Find a way to prove it somehow. Um, to be fair, most bots are grammatically correct. They're, they just, like, it's usually, <laughs> he proved he, it's usually, he, proves he wasn't it's a bot. Usually people yeah, and I'm not throwing shade. I think, it, it. I think it's worth bringing up. I mean, you don't know with the internet, right? I, I don't, man, I so love the fact that J1 writes into every short we post. Every single one, J1's got something in there. A little quip, a little, no. You know, do you forgive CD Project Red? No, is what it writes. You know, he writes back, dude. I hope J one is real, and I hope I actually know you in real life. I fucking hope. I'm gonna it. need. I'm gonna need your full name, your home address, so your security, social number, security number, yeah, date of birth, and your, and your mother's maiden name. All this stuff. Please, uh, please feel free to send that to pssisawesome at gmail.com so we can. Yeah, no, don't do that. Don't, don't listen to Jake. <laughs> It's like the crossroads at Alice in Wonderland. Like one of the people, one of the things are like, I tell only the truth. And the other guy's like, I tell only the lies. And he's like, he's lying. And you don't know fucking what's real, right? It's like, yeah, don't listen to Jake. Listen to me. Find a way. Screen grab. 
screen grab something and just post it in the comments so I know you're real. Screen grab something awesome. Video game related. What's your PSN handle? Do you have a PlayStation Network handle? Let me see it. Let me let me see it. Add me on the PSN, anchorless underscore 81. And then in the ad, write, I'm J1. And I will totally accept it. Anchorless underscore 81. Hit me up. I'll accept your friend request. That's how we do it. You tell me you're J1, and then we're on. I appreciate you as a listener. I appreciate the bots fucking listening. If you're a bot, dude, thank you. Thank you, robot. You know? Yeah, I tell you what. We'll take whatever the fuck we can get. That chat GPT fucking bot is nicer than most people I've met. So Have you talked with it? Yeah. I haven't yet. I want to. It's fucking insane. How do you I do mean, it? Some of the stuff, some of the stuff you, you, so if, I think it's like chat.openai.com or something. I gotta, I gotta, yeah. But, but I, I know at some point they're cutting off, um, access, but you make an account on there and you help it learn by like asking it all these questions and stuff. Here's and, a question. And like it'll, it, it'll get like a wrong answer and you can be like, like one time, I was doing something for work just for fun. And I was like, answer this math problem for me. Jake's trying to solve physics and, problems at work and he's using chat open mobile and like creating bombs. <laughs> no, just well, kidding. he was like, well, I, I was like, I was like, answer this. And I like typed in the math, math problem to it. Yeah. And it was like, we did this and this is the answer that we got. And I was like, that's not right. And it was like, oh, we're sorry. We'll try again. And he like did it again. He's like, this is the answer we got. I was like, I still don't think that's right. And he was like, oh, we're sorry. We'll try again. And the third time it was right. I was like, that's so weird that it it like, it like learns and like redoes it. But I guess the thing that it's really good at is writing code. So like if you wanted to make a website and you wanted to write like some fucking JavaScript or CSS code or whatever, you can be like, write me a a JavaScript to embed this YouTube video or a shopping cart or whatever. And it would literally just print the code and you just fucking copy and paste it. That's actually awesome. It's it's amazing. It's invaluable. That's not going to be free forever. No way. No. It's it's kind of scary, honestly. We're gonna get to a point where nobody's gonna. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like freaking Wally. Everyone's gonna be a fat ass on a on a wheelchair, and the AIs are gonna control us all. That's fine. I don't care, dude. Speaking by the time I'm like old, it'll be. It it probably won't be until like I'm older, and then you know maybe I just won't give a shit about life anymore. We're a little off topic, but I will I will bring up AI again. I'm I'm using I'm actually creating uh, my custom quest for hero quest or whatever. That's all done and good. I made custom playing cards. We're running through the quests now and they have this really antiquated uh, movement system where you roll dice and they have this in a lot of games um, now where they have random dungeon encounters and I was like, it'd be so fun if anytime someone rolled snake eyes, we draw a card from the random dungeon encounter and some random fucking shit happens. I just have to make the cards. And it's like, it'd be cool to have some nice artwork. So I'm using this fucking AI to make dungeon-esque artwork of orcs and goblins and fucking, you know, treasure chests and shit. And it's working perfect. And I'm just using my editor and I'm cutting them right into my cards and the text. I'm going to send them off to get made. And it's fucking better than I can fucking draw. It looks real. looks good. Dude, that that chat GBT, you could ask it. You could be like, um, you know, write a, write a quick story in 10 sentences or less about an orc that fucking demolishes a player character with his hammer at midnight in some dungeon. And it'll literally like make a creative story in like perfect. I need 40 more cards. So maybe I'll use it. Yeah. Maybe I'll use it for random dungeon shit. Um, I came up with some cool ones. 
but uh yeah. yeah, this isn't this isn't the, the fucking chat GPT podcast. We don't talk about it anymore. Yeah, but I just think on. I think it's I think it's really cool. Is all I'm saying. And before you know it, it's gonna be like this is gonna be the type of shit that's gonna be making video games. Like it's Probably just gonna be great making ones, video games. But yeah, right. Well, there's still gonna have to be human input on things like the creative aspect. Yeah, there is. Um, you know, like how do you want? <laughs> uh, like, what do you want the story to be? You know, people are still going to have to feed it. Um, it's not like this thing is sentient, but it's literally just taking data and using that data to make something similar. It's not actually creating anything unique out of the blue. Right. So it's, uh, it, but it's amazing that how how close it can get. The reason why ChatGPT is so impressive is because of its ability to learn to mimic human language mm. Mm. when you talk to it and you ask it to tell you a story and stuff it it is really impressive like it talks like a person like one time i asked it to tell like uh one time uh i talk about clamps the guy i work with was showing me something that he wrote he was like he was like write me a write me a um a a story about a, a, a you know a person who you know travels to the stars or something like that, and it writes like this story that's like I don't know maybe you know a couple paragraphs, three paragraphs long, and then you could be like, and then he was like, okay, now write it like it's holy text, and it literally like it changes the whole story and all the tone and the grammar like and everything and so that it sounds like it's from the Bible or some shit like that. It's really really impressive. Anyway, video games. Yeah, can we yeah, can we move on? Cool. Enough with this bullshit. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's all J1's fault. Yeah, fucking bot. All right. Anyways, it's <laughs> <laughs> probably our only new listener we've actually gotten in like forever. I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> I love you, J1. For sure, I do. I just really hope that you're real. I don't know. I'm just so jaded about all the shit. Anyway, Sony. Uh, I'm skinning the news. Sony is going. All in on real-world marketing. The larger-than-life statues, the hammers, the fucking PS5s, you know, in Indonesia, all these different fucking awesome things. They recently opened a pop-up cafe and themed it after Horizon. Now, it's really phenomenal. This thing looks awesome. There's video of it. It's in Paris, so no dice that we're ever going to see it. And today was the last day. Anyways, the 11th that it was going to be open. It's a pop-up cafe. Sony marketing moves in. PlayStation marketing. I think it ties in really well with the promotion of VR for Call of the Wild. Yeah, Call of the Mountain? Call of the Wild. Call of the Mountain? What is it? Call of the Mountain. Call of the Mountain, yeah. Um, Because... Uh, you walk into this cafe and it's like you're in Horizon. So it's a cross promotion. It's VR two as well as promotion for the new stock of PS5. So they're killing two birds with one stone on this. Jake, I don't know if you had like, Adam, did you watch the video? It's like all the all the servers are dressed up like people from yeah, Horizon. Yeah, it's really and fucking and cool. They all, they're all so, they're it, all PlayStation employees, I think. Yeah, it, it looks like um, it looks almost like. A, that if you've ever been to Disney World to the Rainforest Cafe, how they have like all the like vines and stuff hanging from the ceiling and everything, yeah. it's got that vibe. And then like you go, in, it looks like they go into another area and it's more like uh, you're almost like in a cave or something like that. Yeah. It seems pretty, pretty neat. 
Yeah, as long yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It looks cool. I just wanted to let the listeners know that they're fucking moving on this shit. I haven't seen anything awesome like this in the US though yet. So I, I don't think they're worried about um It was only open for three days. That's wild that they would spend the money to do that. Yeah, that is. It is kind of wild. Yeah, a lot of work probably went into that. And uh let's go to this next one. This next news point is really interesting because I honestly didn't even know that this happened. The uh we talked about themed DualSense controllers in previous episodes, how we like to make them ourselves. Um, but apparently, Sony released a Hogwarts Legacy DualSense controller, and it pretty much sold out before it was even on sale. In fact, like I said, I didn't even know they did this until I started taking notes for this episode. Strangely enough, it's honestly my favorite DualSense it's pretty, design. It's pretty dope looking. It looks it's pretty dope looking. awesome. It looks so cool. Um, it has like this whimsical kind of spell looking shit in gold on a, on a dark controller, but like it's on like the, the, I don't want to say the, I guess it's the grips you would call it the grips. And then it like kind of cuts up through where the, where the buttons are on the right side that, you know, the, uh, cross square, whatever it cuts up through there and disappears. And then it shows up on the touchpad and then the touchpad has this awesome, design in gold of like Hogwarts of like the entire campus and like the swirl goes around it looks awesome check it out I do wonder like though that design that's on the grip section of the controller like how long does that shit last do you feel it is it is it beveled well I don't know if it's like painted on or, or how like if it's a decal of some kind but I wonder if if it's one of those things where it would just wear off after a period of time if you're playing Resident Evil, like, it might because you'd be sweating, be all nervous and shit. If you're playing Hogwarts, it's probably going to be there forever. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. Never know. No, Some that's a good point. Yeah, just hands. oils in your hands. Like I, I'm notorious for like just having like a bad. I don't know if it's pH levels or what in my body, but I rust guitar strings really, really fast, and uh, I have acidic skin oils. I guess I don't know. It's, everybody's different. Um, but yeah, so yeah, good question. I wonder how long that would last, but. It doesn't matter because we're not going to get one. And our listeners, unless you already got one, you're probably not going to get one either. So this was limited edition and it was gone before it was out. And uh, this doesn't need to be bookmarked on the YouTube channel. But, Jake, I was thinking that because next – in two weeks the PSVR is going to be out, um, you know, we need to do an episode – about the launch titles for PSVR 2. And I mean, just a regular episode, just our weekly podcast, just to give the VR 2 a proper send off, manifest some positive energy because we both went in on this and maybe just have a PSVR 2 conversation as well as the regular news, but maybe make that like the focal point of one of our upcoming podcasts before it releases. Are you down for that? Mm-hmm, All right, mm-hmm, cool. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So the next point of news, we were talking briefly about state of plays earlier on the show. Um, because it was brought up on our shorts. And uh, it's important to have this discussion now. There are rumors that Sony has two state of plays to showcase the PS5 very soon. Now, the rumor originates from Jeff Grubb. I can't remember who he is or what his importance is in the world. He's some sort of leaker. He's somebody. He always leaks good information. I don't know what his title is or what he fucking does. But he's someone. And... uh, He's a guy. He makes new stuff. He's this dude that just like knows <laughs> shit and stuff. So listen up. Um, he thinks or has at least speculated the first of the state of plays will be smaller. And the second will be a huge 
summer broadcast. And at this point, the speculation is is that it's inevitable with Spider-Man 2 and the new Final Fantasy game coming. Um, we're going to get a state of play on those, and that might be the summer broadcast. Hmm. But I'm guessing the smaller one will probably be a PSVR 2-related one and maybe some other bullshit. Um, you know, but just I can feel it now, Jake. Think about this. And when I was writing the notes, I wrote this up. The sun is coming back out more routinely. It's warming up. It smells like spring. You're doing your spring cleaning. Sony announces a massive state of play to show us what they've been cooking up. And then they surprise everybody with Half-Life Alex. I'd shit my pants. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I said. That's what I. I might that's the only thing I. At the same time, that's the only thing I want. Throw up out of a out of a VR state of play. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I. You're, I think you're right. I mean, it almost has to be this. This first one has to be like VR focused, or or maybe indie focused, or something like that. And then the summer one is almost certainly going to be around uh, Spider Man. And uh, what was the other one you were saying? Um, Half-Life Alex, possibly. I mean, that's the perfect storm. Well, I meant like you said the summer sh- the summer game. The, the oh, yeah, like a one. big summer blowout. Just all the shit they With, got coming down the pipeline. A big broadcast. So, yeah, that could be when they talk about factions. Uh, maybe even some of these. Maybe maybe the, the teased next Uncharted title mm. that we talked about we, last yeah, week. In that the, live I'm not action. sure it's even happening, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. You never know. I mean, I could, I could go for a, another Uncharted game. Fuck right yeah, now. dude! It's lighthearted. It's what I want. It's what I want in life right now. So- it's been a while since Uncharted Four came out. I I thought that I wanted uh, what was this? What was the Lost Legacy? I wanted Lost Legacy to be good, but it just it and it wasn't bad. It was good, but it it just didn't do it for me. Um, there was just a lot about it that was just kind of like meh, but I don't know. I'd love to see what they got next in that universe. And Spider-Man obviously is going to be amazing. We don't have to worry about that being good. It's made by Insomniac. Yeah. And, you know, Final Fantasy 16 was the other one that you mentioned. That's probably going to be pretty good too. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to to it. I'm looking forward to these showcases just to see more and more of what they got going on. I mean, it seems like. They've, you know, they're not going to E3. Uh, Nintendo's not going to E3. Not even Microsoft is going to E3 this year. Sony's a so, fucking trailblazer, dude. They did it everybody's first. Everybody's just kind of doing their own shit. No. And the, I think these digital showcases are going to be kind of the future, which is a little bit of a bummer. But there was something nice about being able to just get all of your big banger news points out in like one two-hour showcase you know what i mean as opposed to like not knowing when shit's gonna happen and then like you get like i think this is another reason why people are so kind of shitty about state of plays it's because the way that it used to be was just that you knew when it was happening every year they schedule it well in advance right they don't just fucking drop it you know if it's it's like they're gonna have their bangers at e3 and if what you're excited for doesn't constitute as quite as much of a banger maybe it would be a gamescom or something like that or if you're a jrpg fan maybe it would be a tokyo game show right but there's like three events the entire year where people are like where they're really throwing shit out there 
But now it's like you you never know. You have no idea. Nobody knows when anything's getting announced. And so I think that's part of what people's frustrations is. But it is, it is nice to see that they, they are – I guess these are rumors, so we don't know this for sure. But you would have to imagine that um, they've got to start talking because after Spider-Man, there's like – we don't know anything about First Party at all. Right, yeah. They haven't even officially announced factions yet. So – like what? What's coming out? Like what is Sony making? I mean, I guess technically we know about Wolverine, but that's like you know that's I guess this is and both of those games are Insomniac. Yeah, so. and this is a big issue right now that I've seen online, just scrubbing the forums and looking on Reddit. Is like, yeah, PSVR two might be fucking dope, but what fucking game is worth buying that for right now? Like, there's not enough big enough game selection. They've, I mean, dude, and this will maybe show up in our next podcast when we talk about the VR two, but they have like. Over 30 launch titles for this fucking unit. I think it's awesome, but where's the big fucking one? Where's the one? There, is, is it Horizon? Is it Gran Turismo, which they dropped out of nowhere? Or is it something we don't know about yet? I mean, dude, it's weird. It's The only bundle they have is the Horizon one. So, yeah, it, it'd be nice if they announced some, new t- some more titles. And I got to thinking about these state of plays... And this is the reason I brought up VR was this, is that could they somehow do a global – like, you know, like they drop a game and you pre-order it and then you can play it at a certain time. Could they do VR state of play experiences that they put on the store in advance that you preload and you can just enjoy it with everyone else at the same time and you're in this fucking virtual world looking at Sony properties and doing something. They could do something like that and that would take a lot of work, I'm sure. But it would be fucking cool. It would be dope if the if they had a VR component to State of Play. Yeah. That would be really neat. That's a really neat idea. I mean, not even necessarily like, oh, you have this special software or something you have to install, but like... Oh, tune in on your VR headset. And you're sitting in and a theater t- with a bunch of other people and, on VR. Yeah, and you, and you have the ability to tune in with your PSVR 2. And maybe if they're showing a VR game... It pulls you it, into it. It pulls you into it. So it's like you're watching it. Obviously, you're not able to move around and stuff because it's pre-recorded. But at least it would be... You would be immersed in it as opposed to you watching it on a flat screen, if that makes any sense. You'd have to have and, some agency to look around, though. No, I think it's fine if you don't. Honestly, if you're just in it where it's all around you and your peripheral is all consumed by it and everything yeah. and it's not like and it's not like on a screen that's in front of you like that theater mode they had with VR1. But you wouldn't know yeah. because you wouldn't be able to go like this and have a track, right? You'd you'd be locked into the perspective of the demo. Sure, but you can imagine that it would it would look way crazier and your field of view would be way wider. Yeah, than you're just probably right. Yeah. Screen. Yeah. It's Even a great they, idea. Yeah, I mean, I, that's something that I think they could do with rel- not. I'm not going to say it would be easy to do, but at least it would be not as impossible as like making all these like shit you got to download, and then you know what I mean. Like, it could be something really crazy if you had to do that. But yeah, cool idea. It's cool idea. Yeah, right. I thought so. All right, here we go. Um, let's go on. Excuse me. To the new one, the new news point. Sorry, I'm drinking this tea, and it's making making me want to burp, and I don't want to burp in y'all ear. Um, but uh, so the next news point is 
there's rumors also swirling around that the Final Fantasy Tactics game uh, could be returning full swing. Maybe a remake, maybe a remaster, maybe whatever. And uh, I'm all in, dude. I don't know that I've ever played Final Fantasy Tactics. I do know. You did? What, what's that? War of the Lions? You beat it. Yeah. That's Final Fantasy Tactics. I thought it was Final Fantasy yes. V or something. No. War of the Lions is a culmination of something. No. It's literally the portable version of Final Fantasy Tactics. It's one of the best games I've ever fucking played. So awesome. Yeah. Excited. I didn't know that was it because they call it War of the Lions. So how am I fucking – how was I supposed to know? It was literally called Final Fantasy Tactics, the War of the Lions. You sure? Yes. I just remember saying War of the Lion. War of the Lions. Sorry. Make this a fucking YouTube short. Fred, you're an idiot. We'll it's get all kinds Fantasy of comments. Let's, I'm doing the it. War of the Lions. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I played the fucking game. I loved it. All right. Fair enough. So yeah, I, it's good. I, I, I really, I really wanted to get deeper into that game. I just that there's there is a battle about an hour into that game. So that hard. Literally, it, it's like the make or break for the game. Either people quit there. Or they get past it and they beat it and it's like their favorite game ever. So one of the best games and, I've ever played. And it was one of those <laughs> things that I just – because the, the problem is it's one of those battles where you almost have to win by luck. And Yeah, because there's of, some of that to it. Yeah, sure. it, it's – I mean it's – definitely you could make decisions to make it better and easier on yourself. But, you know, it's it's a very it's – a, it's a very steep difficulty yeah. spike. I played it on Vita. Dude, the uh, – there's a battle at the end that was kicking my ass and I thought I had broken my game because I couldn't go back and I had to fight this boss and do all kinds of research. It's one of those kind of games. But uh, I found out that my one spellcaster had this some some kind of spell that could debuff the enemy and you just fucking keep doing this thing and they either keep skipping their turn or they kept attacking and missing. Like, And then slowly over time... You could get enough, you know, death by a by a thousand cuts is how I beat the last boss, and uh, all because of my magic user that was able to like make their attacks pretty much useless. I could barely do damage to this thing. I don't remember exactly the specifics, but you're right. It's probably not. It probably it definitely has not aged well in terms of. Uh, just in terms of that, like, you know, you run in some very difficult battles and uh, maybe you're not quite equipped for them and then you're kind of stuck. But, you know, Valkyria Chronicles also had that a little bit. But I think games nowadays, they, they kind of age a little better where they you don't get stuck so much. But great game. I don't know, dude. Anyways, can we go to the next one? Let's go to the next one. Um, massive makes a massive mistake. Um, this one is super interesting. Uh, I gotta write down this time. 46, four, oh god, I don't know, 56 maybe. Alright, um, so it's nice to see Massive is still supporting the Division 2, right? We can all agree, awesome. Thankfully, they're still doing stuff with this. They're rolling out seasons all the time. They recently had planned to release season 11, but it was waylaid recently. It was waylaid because there was a localization issue that tore down their uh what what the hell did they say it was it was uh i don't know what some sort of server shit the server side updates their generation system was fucked up they they 
caused a lot of damage themselves through some sort of localization issue. And uh, they've been hard at work to bring things back. And uh, they've been keeping the users updated via tweets. But unfortunately, the internet is not very forgiving or understanding. And Massive is getting ripped to shreds on their tweet. So fuck you, internet, very much for being assholes when a company tries to admit that they've done wrong and try to fix it. Should this have happened? No, fuck no. But these games, these probably, these uh, games that just keep running like this, man, you fucking do one thing, man. You could really fuck shit up. You'd think they have like some sort of backup in place, though, but who knows how it works, man. Um, I'll read their message because this is huge news. I'll read this message, and uh, Jake, you can chime in. It says, Dear Agents... Last week, we shared news that the season would be delayed due to a localization issue. This past Saturday, in the process of creating the update, which would resolve the issue, we encountered an error that brought down the build generation system for the Division 2. As a result, we cannot update the game until this system has been rebuilt. In the past, when the season was delayed, we extended the previous season's activities. Unfortunately, this is not possible in the current situation, as we are unable to make server... Um, unable to make server or client side updates until the build generation systems restored. We're working to resolve the situation as quickly as possible. We've made good progress over the last 96 hours and have been able to restore critical aspects of the system and we'll share the timeline for resolution when available. We deeply appreciate your understanding and patience and we'll share our in-game compensation plan details soon. Our next update will be provided tomorrow to the Division 2 development team. They fuck shit up and they can't even update the game. They can't do anything to the game. It's just in a stuck world state now. Um, Damn. Yeah, 96 hours they've been trying to fix this and uh, a whole. I'm guessing the whole fucking team at Massive is trying to work on this right now. Um, so it's fucked. Jake, anything on this? No, I mean, it's really unfortunate when something like this happens because uh, people really, really don't give a shit about your your problems. It sucks. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're just like, probably what happened is that some guy, you know, clicked a one when he shouldn't have clicked a zero and fucking wiped out a bunch of shit that he shouldn't have on accident. Or thought he was in test mode, like the debug mode, or like some sort of like, uh, you know, I don't know, demo version of the game, but he was in the real thing and fucking clicked a button he shouldn't have. (laughs) Yeah, and it's really a bummer. Uh, It's a bummer for everybody. everybody. But um, I I feel bad for for Massive because the Division – even though I'm not going to say it's like the most popular game in the in the space right now, the whole shared world shooter um, uh, live service genre, or you if you want to call it, it's one of the better ones. I agree, I mean, dude. I love the division. Love it. One answer. I think I I think if people should be yelling at massive, it should be about how fucking terrible the UI is in that game, not about this mistake that some <laughs> poor person made. Dude, if the UI was any, yeah, the UI is dumb. But when you start playing some of those really high-tier worlds, they need to be dumb or else you'll just get trounced. You'll get trounced even harder. Like Some of those worlds are so impossible to stay alive in even when you're decked the fuck out. That's their model, though. It's like dumb AI, make it easy. Um, No, no, I'm talking about the user interface. Oh, I thought you said AI. You said UI. No, no, no. No, the UI. Like the inventory, like the screens and all that are fucking impossible to use. I haven't been in there in a while. But yeah, I agree. It was tough. It's one of those. It's they just 
they just made a, a, a form over function decision that I thought was a little bit uh, crappy. But that's neither here nor there. I still think it's a great game. It's fun to play. Um, even by yourself, it's it's a really a really nice uh, a really nice time. So graphics. I hope are they great. recover from yeah. this. Mm-hmm. I hope that that everything goes well because I don't know. I know that they're not the ones making Heartland. Yeah. They are not the ones that are making Redfall. What the Heartland? Heartland. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be. Uh, What's their next game? They're working on the they're working on the Avatar game, I think. Yeah, right? I don't know. It might be massive. Yeah, might be. So, I don't know. I don't know. Ease up. Ease unless, up. Like, unless they like literally, unless they like literally stole your money, like give these people a couple days to fix their mistakes. And they people even make- said they're going to share in-game compensation for this. So, yeah, like just fucking lay off for a minute, please. Be an adult. Yeah, it's not the it's not the fucking PSN hack from 2011, bro. It's not like this thing's gonna be down for a month and a half. It'll probably be down for a couple days. You'll get your fucking division like, soon. Yeah, here's your here's your fucking solid gold, you know, bandana that you get for free because you were trying to log in during the outage. Dude, people are just people just like to bitch and whine, dude. That's all. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm on. A, I'm on a fucking. I was gonna say I'm on a sawhorse. I'm on a fucking uh, what's it called? I'm on a sawhorse. I'm on a pedestal. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm. You should write a. You should write a high horse. Call. I think might have been. I'm up on my. I'm on a sawhorse. I'm on a sawhorse. Well, I was out in the shop the other day. Yeah, no. All right. I don't know, man. Let's move forward. Atomic Heart. Atomic Heart, this game keeps making our news also because it's coming out soon and it looks cool. They finally released the time to beat this game. Um, to complete the campaign, there's a nice gameplay video. I didn't watch it, but I read an article about it and they said to complete this campaign will take 20 to 25 hours. So, as you know, someone's going to speed run it in 30 minutes. But uh, a completionist playthrough requires 35 to 40 hours. That seems a little on the long side from what I expected for this game. Um, I expected 12 to 15, maybe. But 20 to 25. It's maybe a, just a smidge long in the tooth for... But I we don't know a lot about the gameplay. Like, what's the what's the loop like? Is it is there a lot of, like, character progression in it? You know what I mean? Is the, the story kind of branching and shit? Is there side quests? If that's the case, then, you know, I suppose... I could see this being a thing, right? But um, I don't know, man. I, I'll i be honest with you. I paid $70 for the Callista Protocol, and the fact that that game only took me like 11 hours to beat was fucking worth $70, if that makes uh. any sense. Like, I know that sounds insane to the average person, but like Mass Effect 3... I'm still not I, – I beat this game before, and I'm I'm still not sure how much time I have left in the game, and I'm 36 hours into it. So I – and I'm just going to jump right into fucking Hogwarts Legacy, which is going to be another 30-some-hour game. And I get that where, you know, everybody's, you know, wants to – everybody's paying the money. They want to have more gameplay. But imagine if, like – you know, they made a game and it only took them two years to make or three years to make. And 
maybe they charge you 50 bucks for it, but the game's only 10 hours long. Like that to me, that sounds awesome, but that's another tangent that we don't need to go down. But, uh, yeah, this game looks great. I'm probably going to try it when it comes out. Is there going to be a demo? You think it's, it's, I mean, it's going to be on game pass so I can get it on Xbox, but I, I don't know. I mean, it looks, I've watched some preview coverage of it. It looks really fun. I just man this shit is all coming out at the same time. Dude, the more I the more I see and read and listen to about Dead Space remake makes me want to fucking play that too. Cuz apparently that's awesome. And so and it's not just like a straight up like one to one. They actually made improvements and switched some things around and made the gameplay a little better. So I don't know, man. It's too much shit to play. I need like a freaking month off of work just so I can keep up with this stuff. Yeah, the only way to do that is to get really sick, and then that sucks to be sick. So I don't know. You got to retire sooner. You got to win the fucking lottery, Jake. I don't know. We need to get successful as a band. Dude, if I win the lottery, I'll tell you what, man. A lot of shit's going to change around here. <laughs> All right. We're way, <laughs> dude, we're way off topic. Yeah. Could have said it better myself. Uh I told someone today that at the work meeting, and I'll let it go. If I just had a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, I could retire in five years. I'd, I'd make that money make money for me, and I'd be good. But you got to have that upstart, dude. You got to have it. All right. Anyways, let's move on. Next news point. I'm still here, guys. I'm just writing it down. Level five. I didn't know this had happened. Level five is the studio that made Nino Kuni. And Nino Kuni 2. I really liked those games. I really liked them. Uh, they were part of the Nintendo uh, Direct. And Level 5 revealed a new title, which is a crime suspense RPG called Deca Police for PS5 and PS4. Rad fucking name. Um, it seems to play off of the concept, the running concept for the Nino Kuni games of having an alternate world somehow tied with real rela- real reality. Huh, it's kind of redundant, but yeah. Um, we saw this in Nino Kuni, like I said. So apparently you can find clues in this alternate world that actually help solve real crime in the real world. So it has like this multi-world uh, thing going on. It kind of has a, a really nice art style. I thought it looked a little bit like some of the Gravity Rush graphics, a little a little bit. But it looks really clean. It appears to have possibly turn-based combat. And I like that this looks like it's turn-based combat because it's kind of making a fucking comeback, which is nice. So the entire trailer is in Japanese, so I couldn't watch it. It just drove me nuts. And uh, But it looks really interesting. And there, you can watch it. It's, it's called Deca Police. And it is coming out on PS5 and PS4. So this is something to keep your eye on, man. This actually looks really fucking cool. Jake? Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's one of those games that probably pretty interesting. Level 5 makes some pretty good games. I th- think the art style... I, I appreciate that it's stylish. Mm-hmm. The characters look a little derpy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think that it's one of those games that could be really fun. Like, I'm watching the trailer, but I'm watching it with the sound off. Yeah. And it's kind of like... Like, Persona 5, in my opinion, is fucking amazing. 
And but like the first time I watched the trailer for it, I was like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's just like sometimes you just get that from Japanese games and JRPGs and stuff like that. But if you just give it a chance, all of the all of the uh like like aesthetic weirdness and even a lot of like the hokey like campy freaking dialogue and stuff a lot of times that shit will like blend like bleed away or it'll like kind of just flow over you and like past you and you just can kind of focus on the story and it ends up being a great time and i never beat nino kuni i i kind of i really want to go back to it because that game is awesome I love the the Studio Ghibli art in it and the story. Like that game has one of the most heart wrenching beginnings of almost mm. any game that I've ever played. It, it reminds me a lot of like the beginning of that movie Up. You remember that? Yeah, dude. Like it's just very, very. They just hit you with a ba- like just a heart wrencher right off the bat, and then you have to go do this game. And uh, so I don't know. I'm sure it's. I'm I'm hoping that it's good because uh, it looks interesting for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at their Wikipedia page for for level five, and uh, they did Nino Kuni Cross Worlds on Android and iOS. I didn't realize that was a thing. They also um, have. Uh, let me see here. 2023 Fantasy Life: The Girl Who Steals Time for Nintendo Switch coming out. In Azuma 11, Victory Road of Horses, Android, iOS, Nintendo Switch, and PlayStation 4. That's 2023 anticipated release. Never heard of that. DECA Police, which is a Nintendo Switch and PS4, PS5 only. And then I guess there's some other ones on here too. Um, one got canceled. True Fantasy Live Online. No idea what that is. That could, I'm getting into like some uh, adult content there. I don't know if they make that kind of stuff. But with a title like True Fantasy Live... It sounds a little weird, but I was looked. I was trying to find the the level five website, and I have no idea. There, are, I have no idea how to find them. Um, here is the Japan website. That's why I couldn't get to it. It's dot jp. It's all in Japanese. I wanted to read. Uh, wow, look at their fucking website, dude. It's rad. Go to level five dot co dot jp. It's like there's. It doesn't appear there's a localized version for English. Um. So I have no idea how to find. There's Deca Police here. If you click on it, DecaPolice.jp. I wanted to find. I read something on a website that it's like there's a there's a perfectly copied world, like a VR world, in this game called Deca Sim. And you go into this virtual world to find clues that affect the real life because it's a perfect copy. But it seems like in the Decasim you can do whatever the fuck you want, maybe. Or li- like live a little more on the edge because it's not real. And then you have to like – I don't know. It seems really cool, man. I don't know. Deca Police, Check it out. Decapolice.jp is the website. It's wild. I've never been to a Japan website. I swear to God that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I didn't even know you could do that. Did you know you could do that? That you could go to Japanese websites? The ends in JP, like not .com. Yeah, dude, you, you can fucking go to any website you want. You just might not be able to read it. Dude, I've never gone to a Japanese website. That's so weird. I don't know. My mind's a little blown right now. I've never had the reason to. 
You know, I've I've gone to sites that are probably owned by Japan companies that are localized for the U.S. Have like an alternate dot com that you go to, and it's like, okay, we're a Japanese company. Here's all our info, but not a site that is clearly housed in Japan for Japan. That's weird. I don't know. I feel like I just crossed. Yeah, I love I love the look of this shit on this website. Well, one the Deca Police site, fucking cool. Just, Just like just like. If you just like look at their page and it shows like all the games that they level have. five, yeah, it looks badass. It's yeah. so colorful. They all they all look like these just dope fucking anime movie posters. It's cool as like shit. The, like it looks and it's got all the freaking kanji all over the place. It just looks awesome. Yeah, it does look awesome. I'll give you that. I don't even have to give it to you because it's the truth. All right, next news point is: Do you remember that game called Pacific Drive? We saw That's the one where you're like in the freaking test zone and you're driving the station wagon around. Yeah, trying and, to do and it. it's and it's yeah. first person, and it's an yeah. it's made by Ironwood Studios. Well, this mm-hmm. game got a nice feature on the PlayStation blog recently. Um, yeah, you drive an old station wagon through the apocalypse. Apparently, it seems like the apocalypse. It's actually like a test site, like you said. It's a sweet looking game. I want to try this. Go to the PlayStation blog for more info. But, dude, looking at the video footage of this that they posted on the PlayStation blog, there's no way this isn't a VR game. There's no way this isn't a VR2 game, compatible game. There's no fucking way this doesn't come to VR. There's no possible way. This this would be the perfect VR2 game. It would be dope. It would be. Yeah. It seems shit. like it would be it seems like it would be kind of a neat game to have VR. Like, even the scenes where you're fixing up the car, it looks like a VR game. This is going to be a VR game. Huh? Yeah, I love kind of what's going on here. It does seem almost like it's a VR game. I'm calling it. You heard it here for first. Pacific Drive is coming to VR 2. There's no way in hell it's not. There's no fucking way. This game would be so awesome in VR. Look at the tools. Look at the fucking tools, man. It's it VR. It, I just I, – I see that fucking crowbar and I think about Half-Life and it turns me on a little bit. All I'm saying is this. It's VR. <laughs> no, really though, it's going to be a flat screen regular game, I'm sure. But I'll be damned if we don't get a VR update for this. I will be – you guys can call my ass out. It's going to happen. Guaranteed. Has Ironwood ever made a VR game? They'll port it, dude. They'll port it to some company to do it, use it. Some other company will do it. I'm sure of it. I didn't read the article. It probably doesn't say anything about VR. Just, dude, it's coming in 2023. And, uh, dude, if this game is VR, I'm a day one. A hundred percent. Day one. Go to it. Go to the PlayStation, blog.playstation.com or playstation.blog. Go there. Look at this game. Tell me what you think. I'm calling it right now. Pacific Drive's coming to PSVR 2. My prediction. I hope I'm right. All right. Next news point. This is actually exciting. The first time you and I, Jake, will ever get to play an Octopath Traveler game on a PlayStation console. Octopath Traveler 2 hits it comes out february 24th 2023 but right now 
you, me, and all the PlayStation gamers can try out the demo. Octopath Traveler 2 demo is live. You can try it. And the cool thing is, is that your progress is going to be carrying over. Jake, is this game on your list? It's on my list. I don't know if I'm going to play it right away, but it's on my list. It's definitely on my list, but I don't know when I'll get to it. Because I really enjoy. I never beat the first game, but I played like 20 hours of it, and I really enjoyed it. I'm I just jealous never got to the end. Yeah. Um, and... I haven't seen a ton about Octopath 2, but it ha- it seemed like it was similar, at least in gameplay and style and stuff like that. I don't know like if they've made many big changes about it or whatever. Mm. Um, hopefully, my biggest hope is that in Octopath Traveler 2, the characters, all of their stories intermingle with a little bit more purpose mm. rather than like you just having these randos on your story with you. Like every character has their own individual arc and they just so happen to have all these randos along while they're doing their thing. Right. And so like I hope that in this game they all kind of make a little bit more sense story-wise why they're all together and all that kind of stuff. I agree. But other than that, I mean – and even if it's not and it's the same that the other game was, it's still going to be amazing. Mm. So they could literally just be like the same fucking game but a new map and new stories and it would be – it would be awesome. Cool. Very the good. game was just really fun to play. So I am excited for it. Comes out at the fucking worst time, so I'm not going to play it right away. But it's like literally, you know, a couple days after uh, Atomic Heart and PSVR 2, not to mention everything else. Hogwarts. You've got Hogwarts and fucking. VR, um, years of VR2. Yeah. You know, Dead Space. You've got, uh, I, th- I think in a month or so, we've got freaking Resident Evil 4 remake comes out. Yeah. Like all this other stuff. So, but I, I just. I just hope that this doesn't get lost in the weeds, is all I'm saying. These kind of games tend to. These kind of games tend to have legs. That some of these other games don't have, right? Like these kind of, uh, I might say these kind of, these kind of RPG-ish style games tend to weather, they tend to weather the storm much better than like a Resident Evil remake or like a fucking Dead Space remake or like even like Hogwarts, right? Like I feel like these games will always be, be on somebody's fucking want list. Um, yeah, I just I I just worry that without having a little bit of breathing room, not a ton of people that really want it are going to be there when it's full price. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I want it – if it had a little more breathing room and there were fewer games around it, the people that are excited for it are much more likely to come in and pay full price for it right when it launches as opposed to being like, okay, well, I do really want to play it, but right now I'm in the middle of fucking A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and by the time they get through G and they go to buy the game, it's half off. I don't know this this is the kind of game that's going to go on sale, man. I I, I don't know. I I don't think they need to put it on sale. I don't know what it's going to cost. Yeah, who knows what I'm it's, guessing gonna it's cost. probably going to be like a I'm guessing it's probably going to be like a 30 or 40 dollar game. I'm guessing, I don't know though. Yeah, dude, who knows? I have no clue. I don't I have no idea anything about. It. But the demo's out, so you can try it and save your progress and then when you get the real thing on the 24th, 
You can just pick up where you left off. Easy peasy. Making it easy for you, kids. All right. There was a PSN licensing issue that I wasn't aware of. But uh, what was happening was there was some sort of license issue that kept users from playing games that they've already purchased that were in their library, digital games. But Sony apparently fixed it. The messages that gamers were getting read, quote, can't use content, can't connect to the server to verify your license. Wait a while and try again, end quote. Are you or were you affected by this? I'd like to know. It didn't happen to me. And I guess even though Sony said it's fixed, users are still reporting they're having this error with some games. Mm. So I don't know what that means. Jake, did you have this issue? You've only been playing Mass Effect, so no. No. I haven't seen anything, to be honest with you. It's really weird. I don't know. This is the problem with digital, probably. You know, we love digital, but this shit can happen. It can be a breakdown in the system. Next news point. Could very well be. Yeah. Yeah. Bramble, the Mountain King, is coming out April 27th. It's going to hit PS5 and PS4. And uh, this is the game that I never knew I wanted to play. It looks amazing. I had never heard of it. You play this young kid, you go on a quest, you save your quest to save your sister who is like kidnapped by like wilderland creatures and there's trolls, gnomes and all kinds of spooky folklore shit in this game. It's third person, the art style looks amazing. This game looks fucking rad. Bramble the Mountain King. It looks awesome. I don't know why I've never heard of this. I don't know what it's available on. I, I'm going to look real quick. I didn't get enough time to do all the research I wanted, but check that game out, listeners. Um, it looks weird. It looks awesome. It's on Switch right now. It's got a 5 out of 5. Uh, 96% of Google users like it. Um, Bramble the Mountain King is a grim adventure set in the world inspired by dark Nordic fables. Explore the beautiful yet dangerous and twisted land of Bramble in your endeavor to rescue your sister, traverse a wondrous landscape, and survive deadly encounters with Bramble's many hideous creatures. It looks awesome. That's on Steam. And uh, that kid looks fucking horrifying. Yeah, dude, looks awesome. They're, they show like at the very the, the, at the very end of the trailer. The announcement trailer, they show his like face. his face, and he looks like a fucking potato head psychopath. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I mean, generally the game looks kind of neat. There's buzz, but there's no fucking score on this yet. Maybe it doesn't release yet. I figured it was already out. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Couldn't tell you. Anyways, looks awesome. Here's a game you never knew you wanted to play. Try to do that once in a while for you guys. Now, Nacon, N-A-C-O-N, is a studio behind Gollum, the Lord of the Rings Gollum game. They're also working on a Robocop game, amongst others. They've announced a live stream March 9th, 2023. This is kind of wild. I forgot that this Gollum game was even in the works. Just completely over my head at this point. Just blew right by me. Um, This may be interesting. Daedalic is also helping develop the Gollum game. But this looks kind of exciting. On their announcement for this live stream, there's some heroes. It looks like they could be from HeroQuest on the thing. Nacon. Um, N-A-C-O-N. Uh, live stream. Um, let me see. Nacon Collect- Connect. Official live stream YouTube. I don't know where I saw this. It was Push Square somewhere. But uh, it looked awesome. They have a little announcement thing. The, the graphic 
had a game that looked interesting to me that I have no idea what it was. It looked like a, I don't know, like a wizard and a fucking warrior and shit. It looked cool. Jake, you looking for it? I can't find it. I don't know where it's at. I don't know where it's at. No. No, you don't. No, even, I, don't I don't really know. You don't even care. This is kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird thing. I mean, I don't really care about any of these games. I mean, maybe the RoboCop game will be cool, but the Golem game doesn't really look all that interesting to me. Really? Um, yeah. All right. All right. Like, what the fuck? I mean, you play as Golem. What do you do? Just kind of flop around, eat dead fish, and like steal people's rings? No, you try to protect the ring, dude. You get attacked. People are trying to take the ring from you. My nice. precious. Oh. All right. Last news point, and uh, we'll get on with letting y'all leave. This has been a shorter episode, which is awesome. Um, we try to keep them digestible for our listeners. Um, PSVR 2, again, apparently is a leap ahead of most headsets. And I say this because the developer working on Pavlov VR, which is also available on Steam at the moment, said, one of the developers, sorry, said that his team is using the adaptive triggers to give a unique texture to each weapon. And he says it's probably, talking about PSVR 2, Quote, it's probably performing 10% above PC VR because it's a console and rendering is more efficient. And uh, he was comparing it to the NVIDIA RTX 2090 Ti, which is, uh, you know, about $1,200. So um, as far as the processing, he says it's 10% faster. Mm. So I don't know. It's good news. I mean, I don't, I don't know what kind of black magic shit's going on with Sony. If if their system is up to snuff with the best out there right now, that's nice. I think that they have a, they have the benefit of being able to like lock it all down. I mean, it's their headset with their hardware with their processing. It all fucking works together. They don't have to worry about having any number mm. of different types of video cards or CPUs or RAM configurations or any of that shit. They know and what so they, they got. can by default make their stuff way more efficient just by sheer virtue of being able to limit the amount of iterations of hardware that they have to worry about. Mm. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, it's a supposed to be a really good headset so i'm sure that all that stuff helps yeah you're you're probably right so we weren't going to talk about these jake but i found them i found the new games coming up this week we like to do this on every show we'll blow through it real quick they must have just posted it over on push square which is the site we get a lot of our news from we're not breaking news we borrow a lot of news stories for them we like to talk about it we like to have a conversation the lunch table conversation as you will um, February 14th, Journey to the Savage Planet, Employee of the Month Edition, PS5, Labyrinth of Galeria, The Moon Society, PS5, PS4, Souls of Kronos on PS5, 10 Dates on PS4, and Wanted Dead, PS5. February 15th, City Skylines Remastered on PS5. February 16th, Shadow Warrior 3, Definitive Edition, PS5, PS4. We're also getting the Theatrhythm, Final Bar Line on PS4. Fucking hate that word. Um, it's made up. February 17th, Gigantosaurus Dino Cart on PS4. Paw Patrol, Mighty Pup, Save Adventure Bay, PS5. Rooftop Renegade, PS4. 
Rise of Fox Hero, PS5, PS4, Tales of Symphonia Remastered, PS4, and Wild Hearts on PS5. Wild Hearts, I think, has a little bit of traction. Um, yeah, when when the cops ever get called on me, I just want someone to say there's a rooftop renegade in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's just me just being a rooftop renegade, dude. I don't know what that means, but I'm all about it. Any of those games ring a bell for you, Jake? Uh, nothing on that list is is really doing it. Is that wanted dead game that game we talked about a while back? I was just I was just just thinking about that. Remember that awesome game we saw? Because that's based on like the fucking wanted movie, right? Or or maybe it was something before it was a movie. Uh, Wanted Dead is a new hybrid slasher shooter from the makers of Ninja Gaiden. This is the game. This is the fucking game. We saw a trailer for this game. We thought it would look awesome. It says, yeah, the game follows a week week in the life of a zombie unit, an elite Hong Kong police squad on a mission to uncover a major corporate conspiracy. It's apparently coming out February 14th, man. I want to see more about this game. Um... Yeah, this looks wild. This game looks awesome, actually. We saw the trailer very for Very stylish. This. Huh? Yeah, it looks very stylish. This was in like a state of play or something. Yeah. It looked really, it looked really bizarre. It looks really cool. Go to wanteddeadgame.com. I'm, I'm about Wanted Dead. Um, if I were to pick one, uh, it would be this game. Wanted Comes Dead, on their tagline, Tuesday or something. Uh, yeah, on the website says, Wanted Dead is what happens when Ninja Gaiden meets Cyberpunk. Plays a member of the zombie unit, an elite Hong Kong police squad out to uncover a major corporate conspiracy. Key features, hack and slash melee combat, third person shooter, over 50 brutal finishing moves, cyberpunk mix of advanced weaponry and low tech 90s retro, gripping storyline, truly hardcore experience, and beat em up the old <laughs> school way. Sounds fucking dope. <laughs> I hope this game is good because it, the fucking trailers look awesome. Yeah, discover Vivian's it adventure. It looks so cool. Then they have this like they have this thing called Vivi- Vivian's late night chow, and it's like this TV episode that was promoting the game or something. And it's like discover Vivian's adventures before becoming a gunsmith. So this is apparently the main character before she turned into this. Well, maybe the gunsmith. This is, I don't know. I guess she's a gunsmith in the game. But she looks like this fucking home cook and had like a TV series or something. This, yeah, then the like, zombie it's apocalypse like, It's like happens. live action. It's fucking cool. Dude, it looks this, so this, this good. Game, this game looks awesome. I, I hope it's good. Yeah. I hope it comes out and people love it. It's probably going to flop. It's not great timing. Hogwarts just came out. It looks good. Check this game out. This is, Wanted. This is dead. this is appealing to a different audience, but yeah, looks cool. Looks really cool, dude. I hope it's rad. Ah, uh, damn it, that's on my wish list now. All right. Well, ladies and germs, this sums up the podcast episode two hundred and sixty-three of PS. This is awesome. I hope you enjoyed Jake and I talking about PlayStation and our opinions of the current shit that's going on with the whole kit and caboodle. And uh, we talked about the new games coming out this week. We talked about PlayStation's ridiculous marketing. We talked about possibly a Final Fantasy Tactics reboot, the Hogwarts DualSense controller, the time to beat Atomic Heart, Level 5's new game, Pacific Drive coming to VR. We talked about a lot of shit today, all in under an hour and a half. So if you like this podcast, again, please 
please, please head over to our Patreon. Throw a dollar our way every month. Patreon.com slash PS. This is awesome. Subscribe to YouTube. And thank you so much for being a part of today's show. And we will be back next Monday. And don't forget to tune on, tune in Monday late night or Tuesday morning to listen to our PS. This is the Last of Us Conversations. I have not yet caught up with the show, so I'll be watching that tomorrow. And Jake will be having our conversation Monday night. And you haven't you haven't watched episode five yet? No. Don't say anything. But fucking terrible. Ah, fuck you. All right, and I'm excited for. Talking about that? So, anyways, that's it for the show. Jake, do you have anything you'd like to say to the listeners before we sign out? Did you see that uh, SNL skit with the Mario SNL skit? Yeah, the Mario Kart one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it's fucking yeah, funny, man. Good. I it's just it's just so like they make a Mario Kart in the theme of the Last of Peter Us. Peter Pascal's Mario, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's so fucking funny. I, I saw this meme. I'm not like, go ahead. I saw a meme. And it was two comic comic panels. The first comic panel, no, there was three. There was Pedro Pascal walking with a flashlight in like a dark room. Second panel is him looking back over his shoulder down at the ground. Third panel is just Toad. <laughs> He's looking down at Toad. So fucking funny. <laughs> it's a fungus. Get it? All right. Anyways, dude, I don't know. He is a fungus. Yeah. Um. Are you uh? You good? You good for today? Yeah, I'm good. All right, let's do this. I'm going to probably, like, I don't know, go to bed or something. Don't do that. Yeah, you got I don't, like, care anymore about staying awake late on the weekend. Dude. Yeah. Well, I'm going to see you in the morning. We can, we're going to jam tomorrow morning, 1030 a.m. I can't wait. Yeah, you guys need to subscribe to our Patreon so I can fucking afford gas to start going to practice again. Because I live, like, forever away from Fred's house. Yeah. Well, fucking... Pick up your groceries at Giant Eagle when you're in town. and uh, Fuck Giant Eagle, first of all. Go to Tops. Go to Tops then. Fuck Tops. Fuck them all. Don't go to Walmart. I grow my own shit. I'm just kidding. I don't do any of that. But uh, no, I, I have Gross. a beef with Giant Eagle. So Really? Yeah. Fair enough. Not, not, I actually don't. I shouldn't have a beef with them anymore because they're not uh, privately owned. They used to be privately owned. I don't know if you knew this, but now they're corporate. Um. I used to have a beef with the original owners oh. of the Meadville Giant Eagle. Yeah, they fired you, didn't they, back in the day? They did. Did they really? For They did, actually. <laughs> I didn't know that. Even, That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, um, for for something that I should not have been fired for. Yeah. But I, that may be a little bit of spilt milk going on, but it's... <laughs> I love the idea of you working at Giant Eagle, by the way. That makes me happy. Did I work there when your brother worked there? I don't remember that at all. I knew this. You don't remember your there. brother? No, I knew there? he worked there. Speaking of Seth, I'm trying to get him on the Hogwarts. Uh, whatever, whatever episode you start playing it, he's been playing the shit out of that game. I want to have you and him have a little bit of a conversation on the podcast about that game because I don't have it and I don't plan on playing it anytime soon. So, yeah, I didn't know you guys worked together. That's awesome. Let's let's sign off, shall we? We got to keep this under an hour and a half. Um, all right. So, like Quake, Quantum Error, and Cubert re. Booted? P.S. Yes. This is awesome. This is awesome.